We don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. No, 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 no. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy. And Hi, today, Carrie. oh, hey, Ross. How's hey. it going? Good. Yeah, well, today, what are we doing? We are going back to Ekinkar. Yay, Ekinkar. Yay. Uh, there's so much to talk about with Ekinkar. Oh, there's so much. You guys, buckle up. We are going to be with Ekinkar for a minute. The next thing we did was just a few days after we visited the X Center in LA, we went to a Sound of Soul evening. Which is when a bunch of people gather together and sing the hue. What note is that? Um, I, I've been wondering, are we really hitting the same note every time or is it just sort of the mood of the room and it's around the same note? That's a good point. I guess we could use the apps version as kind of the definitive mm, hue. Mm-hmm. I'm no musicologist, but it sounds like a C to me. Yeah, we're thinking it's a middle C based on an online keyboard. Hue. But I do wonder... At each meeting, if we're really all hitting the same note or if it's just Oh, we definitely aren't. We definitely are. We'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, we went to this meeting and it was, I don't know, they just gave us an address to it. They didn't say it was a center. They didn't say it was a business or a home. We just went for that address. And it was on Lake Avenue Boulevard. I'm not sure. Avenue. Avenue. Uh, That took me to Altadena. That took me to Pasadena. No, no. (laughs) And I was early. And I was like, hey, I'm sweet. I'm on time. I was, I was more than on time. I think I was like half an hour, 45 minutes oh, early. Oh, wow. And so I thought, oh, I'm really near Vroman's, one of my favorite bookstores. Oh, I'll yeah. go there, pile around there, you know, Shoot. Yeah, see some books. By the time you mentioned Vroman's, I think I was already at the location. We were texting each other. Yeah, and I'm and like, s- I'm early. I'm going to walk around. Yeah, and so somewhere in the back of my mind, it's like, why haven't I seen Carrie yet? Yeah. Oh, no, did she go to a different place? Finally, I'm like, okay, you know, it's... 15 minutes till the event. I'm going to walk over. I walk over and I'm like, this is a dry cleaners and it's closed. Oh, no. Yeah. So then I called the number that was on the sheet. Mm -hmm. It was just like a guy, you know, it wasn't even like... Hey, this is the Ekinkar line, or even this is the Center for Intuitive Healing, or something I might have expected. It was like, hey, it's Dave. I'm making up that name, but Mm -hmm. hey, it's Dave. Leave a message. So I'm like, hey, Dave, trying to come sing the hue. Are you in a... (laughs) Dry cleaning studio? No, no. Because it's closed. But I'm no one's responding. Around. So finally, I don't know how I figured it out. Finally, I figured out like, oh shit, there's another lake ah. and it's in Altadena, which is a town over. So I finally got up there and by the time I arrived, you'd been there a long time. Yeah. So what did I miss? What's that from? Hamilton. Why don't I ever recognize Hamilton songs when you <laughs> sing them? Well, maybe because I'm not quite as impressive a singer as the guy who plays. Who is, what character is that? It Thomas was Jefferson? Because he comes back and he's missed the from, whole f- yeah, France. Yeah, from France. Yeah, 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 okay. What did I miss? Now I see where you're going with that. Very yeah, good. Thank you. You should play King George III. Thank 
Thank you, Ross. So we'd found out about this originally through the website. Ekinkar just has so many events going on. And also their paper calendar had it listed as well. That's right. Yeah, we'd walked away from our last meeting with a January list of events. The calendar, by the way, was printed on legal-sized paper. I parked near this uh, low-lying brick building Mm -hmm. and it had 1911 printed on the front of it. Walked up to the door, knocked on it, and I heard from inside something like, Oh, you can't come in this way. Go around. Oh. Oh, okay. Can't sit here. See you in a minute. So uh, (laughs) I walked around the side and someone kind of came out to meet me part way. She walked me back in through a back entrance and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't, we haven't opened that door in decades. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I guess it's just for looks now. Huh. Yeah, that's the obvious entrance door. Oh, absolutely. And there's like a nice little like brick path leading yeah. to it. Yeah. No, don't go in there. Deceptive. There was already a circle of chairs inside this room. Mm-hmm. And I could see the back of that door. And it was just, you know, behind some guy in a chair. It'd be very funny if you can open the door, but they just haven't in decades. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want to spoil our streak of not opening that door. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very easy to open. We keep it well oiled. Yeah, I don't know what the story there is. Uh, But the building itself looked like a residence. It felt like a home. Uh I think it must have originally been. Or a preschool. Well, somebody said something to me that made it sound like there were kids there the other day. Oh, there you go. And I was asked, yeah, I asked someone later, oh, is this a preschool normally? Uh And they said, oh, no, it's a a doctor's office. And they do things like ear candling. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. And I'm noticing literature on the walls, the bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm realizing, okay, there's some alternative medicine going on here. Yeah, I saw that. I, you know, spoiler, I will arrive later. Yeah. I saw that stuff too. And there's a lot of vitamins everywhere. So yeah, it turns out this is the Healing Art Center of Altadena. Their website looks like something we would have made for our naturopathy Oh, okay. Nice. And just the things that they offer, too. They had chiropractors, an acupuncturist, holistic practitioners was another category. Okay. And that included services such as ear coning, kangen water. I wonder if ear coning is the same as ear candling, you think. I feel it has to be. Yeah. Okay. Kangen water? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Never heard of that. K-A-N-G-E-N. Saluma light therapy? Okay. I don't know what it is, but I want it. Ionic detoxification foot bath. I've had one of those. Ooh. Yeah. How did it go? Very itchy. Oh. Very itchy. Weird. Well, I will not do that then. Well, I'll tell you about my original experience doing it because I'm sure eventually we'll get one. Okay. Oh, now? I can tell you now. (laughs) Or later. It was when I was in college and I believed in that kind of thing. And I went to a... Oh, the things we do in college. (laughs) I went to a traditional Chinese medicine specialist. That's a whole branch of alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. The woman herself was not of Chinese Traditional. descent. Traditional. Oh, oh, I see. And she recommended, at the time I was like, I have terrible anxiety. I'm just like, so, I mean, this was when my anxiety was at its worst, my early 20s. And, it's and she like, says, let me soak your feet. That's exactly right. So she had two solutions. One was Bach flower remedies. <laughs> 
and the other. I like that she had solutions and they were literal solutions. Like, yeah. <laughs> chemically. Actually, you know what? There were three because she also had me hold some device that sent an electric charge through my body and saw, you know, where the meridians were off or whatever. Mm. And then she had me take Bach flower remedies and do this ionic foot bath. You put your feet in the bath. It fills with gross water. Mm. She said, oh, it's brown water. So that means it's from your liver. You know, we're getting all those toxins out. Okay. Okay. And I just remember them itching to high hell and wanting so badly to get them out. Finally, I did. It turns out the device that they put in there just creates rust really fast. Oh. And so you're just surrounding your feet in gross, itchy rust. Oh, Yeah. And if you were, I could have removed my feet and probably it still would have filled with brown water. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, now we know. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. They also offer NLP, which okay. they were- Neuro-linguistic programming. Referring to as bio-reprogramming. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it felt Seems like- Seems like a deeper claim than NLP usually makes. Felt like those were tied together. Maybe not. Bioresonance, mm-hmm. homeopathy, functional biochemistry. Oh, functional. Thank God. Okay. Body-mind acupressure. Okay. And like body-mind is one word. Body-mind. Sound therapy, Reiki, craniosacral therapy- and mm-hmm. rolfing. Okay. So there you go. And that's just a selection of the things that the various practitioners offer. We're familiar with a lot of those, though we haven't done all of them. But they're all of the sort of questionable efficacy category. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to go back. But essentially, you felt like you were in somebody's living room. Yeah, definitely. With bits of literature on Mm -hmm. surfaces surrounding it. But yeah, they had a bunch of chairs laid out in that circle, and I'd say maybe 12 to 16 people. Okay. Something in that range. Oh, yeah, I counted them once I came. I want to say there were 18 when I was there, so I think you're pretty close. All right. One guy was convinced that he remembered me from doing this before. Nope, nope, nope. first time here. (laughs) Remembered you from maybe meeting in the spirit realm. That could be it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was also another guy who recognized me from our just the previous Sunday visit to the X Center. Oh, okay. Yeah, he Excellent. was he was there and I recognized him. You know, they should call all the X Centers, they should call them Sellens so they can just call them all the X Sellens. <laughs> right? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. They, should. they mentioned that they used to have a place located in Burbank for 13 years and I guess for whatever reason they had to close that one down and I said, "Well, that would have been convenient." Yeah, you live in Burbank. I live in Burbank. Um, well, there you go. Yep, there you go. <laughs> One woman mentioned her grandson, and I guess her son was also in attendance, so it was quite a ge- oh, nice. generational affair for that family. generational hue. Yeah, I would say he was the only person there under our age. Oh, okay. If I had to guess. Mm-hmm. And how old was this young son, this grandson? I would say he was in his late teens. He okay. looked like he was 17. And it was supposed to start at 7.30. So at 7.29, they said, well, should we get started? Uh, I think everyone's here by now. I said, oh, well, my friend's on her way. Mm-hmm. She should be here any minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, well, too late for her. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank goodness they didn't. She, I wouldn't be there for 20 minutes. She better get here in one minute or we're not going to let her in. Just kidding. <laughs> Humorous. So there was one man, we'll call him Dave. Mm-hmm. He was the ringleader. He was kind of officiating this program. That's the one I was leaving voicemails for at this moment. Gotcha. And he said, well, welcome to the Sound of Soul evening. And he told his own story about sharing 
the hue with somebody that he, I don't know, worked with. I'm, I can't remember exactly what the context was there, but he said that one woman after learning about the hue felt much better the next day. Okay. And then the other one said that she had more vibrant dreams. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All thanks to the hue. These are kind of the caliber of stories that you're going to hear. I always wonder when you hear stories like that, I, I really wish I could be a fly on the wall and actually see the conversation and see. I, I'm sure sometimes they The genuinely... remembered conversation versus the actual yeah. conversation. Well, and I'm sure often it really is this exciting for the other person, but I'm sure there are also sometimes where the other person's going, oh, uh-huh, wow, okay, well, thank you for telling me, Dave. Hey, listen, did you get those reports in? All <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of something we'll talk about later. One of our presenters at a certain Eck event who was talking about spreading it to his coworkers. Oh, yes, yes. That guy. There's a lot of that that gets much more acute than this. They said, well, let's just get it going. We're going to chant the hue for 15 minutes. Great. Also, we knew we had to get out of there by 8.30. So we just had an hour and then it was a hard out. Okay. I'm still not sure why. Because it was, you know, late at night, what, someone else is going to come do something in that building? So whoever runs this place, are they there? Do we know? I don't know. It it felt like people there had a personal relationship with the doctor who worked there. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah, someone has a connection, but I didn't get the sense that the actual proprietor was there. Was there. Got it. Dave recommended The Sound of Soul and said, it's just so good. Is that a book? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? I might have that one. Oh, okay. Gosh, I have so many Eck books now. Oh, boy. There's so much literature. There's so... I mean, it's very Scientology-y in that sense. And it seems like everybody has like a different favorite book that kind of got them hooked. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Some by Paul, some by Harold. Right. None by Sri Darwin Gross. We've erased him from the narrative. Yeah, forget about him. So yeah, everyone you talk to seems to give you... He's erasing himself from the narrative. Narrative. (laughs) Wow, very on point. I'm impressed. (laughs) Dave also quoted from that book, I guess, Shree Harold saying, There's an old saying that every cloud has a silver lining. When a cloud comes into your life, look for the silver lining because it's there. If you can't see it, sing the hue. This is the real meaning of the word hue. And then it was redefined as something like, not my will, but thy will be done. Huh. Oh, okay. So sort of acceptance of the universe as it is. Yeah. And also very clearly a reference to the Lord's Prayer. So just an interesting little dip into Jesus language there. You know, not oh, my will. Oh, I didn't will, catch that. Thy, oh, oh, thy will yes. Be done. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yeah. But, also reminds me of like the uh, serenity prayer, accept the things I cannot change. Kind oh, of. yeah philosophy i've got to say that's uh i like that prayer yeah for sure it's a good prayer solid always good to focus on what you can't affect versus what you can Mm -hmm. that's a good way to sort of prioritize your concern right so then we were told to relax and think about someone you love okay So, so all of you can think about someone you love open your heart and put your attention there on that person you love. It seemed everybody was just naturally taking a pose of putting their open palms up on their knees, knees. Uh-huh. which we've seen before. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely how I naturally sit okay. uh, when and I'm doing that kind of thing. We're sitting upright in a chair. I don't know, for me, I feel like that takes a little extra like flexing to get the hand pointed all the way oh, up. Oh, interesting. Just naturally, it wants to kind of face inward. Uh-huh. On the side, so I didn't put that much muscle into getting my hands. Oh, huh. Th- that's natural for you, huh? Yeah, totally. Oh, no, that takes, like, I have to 
Put some exertion into that. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. It takes absolutely nothing. Hmm. Interesting. You know, sorry to sidetrack for a second, but I remember there being a conspiracy theory about, forget who it was, I want to say Jared Kushner making the OK symbol with his hand sort of lazily in photographs and people saying, oh, that's a reference to like white power. Oh, and, okay. And yeah, I remember looking at the hand and being like, I don't remember if it was Jared Kushner or not, but whoever it was thinking, listen, I really dislike that individual, definitely stands for bad things. Right. That person is just holding their hand we're, there. We're stretching. Yeah. Trying to make. Also a good way to ruin your credibility. Yeah. 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 Fair. So we started our hue. Dave led it and then everybody joined in. And, you know, in a group like that, you can hear people kind of run out of steam after a while, pause, and join back in. You. So we went in a round. It went for about 10 minutes, not 15. Oh, boy, you were sold a bill of goods. But eventually, people just sort of, I don't know, like they stop and wait for someone else to get going. Uh And there was a moment where we almost came to a stop, but someone got the hue going again. Okay. And it was just that same sort of calculus of, okay, who else is doing it? How much hue power is there in this room? Do I join back in or do I mm-hmm. let it subside? And eventually it did just subside. People are always so impressed by And they that. made a big deal about it. <laughs> yeah, this was a talking point. Like, I just, I'm so amazed. Like, uh, this is so cool that everybody just knew exactly when to stop. We all knew. As, as if we were all going like, you... Clap! Exactly. Right. And no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. It was just a natural petering out. And everyone's listening to each other and like, oh, are we in agreement that this is over? I guess so. And Dave even said, and it's not always like that. Sometimes you get someone who's just not really in tune. They're kind of off on their own space and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's really something to be that impressed by. They were impressed. I remember this from high school. We would do these improvised songs and drama where someone would start going, rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat. Rat-a-tat, tat-a-tat, rat-a-tat, tat. And then someone else might be going like, boo-boo, boo Anyway, you start making a song together. Mm-hmm. Eventually, everyone stops doing it at relatively the same time, but it's because you're all listening, yeah. as you should be. Yeah, and, there's a lot but, of cues there. But every time, everyone would be like, that was so amazing. We all knew to stop. We all just <laughs> felt that the song was complete. Uh, That's well, clearly right. so related to the mechanism behind a cold reading. Like, mm. later on in retrospect, that was so cool. But if you play back the tape, eh, it wasn't that cool. You're right, right. <laughs> totally. Our mind wants to create a story around that. Uh, and then the hue itself was falling. Followed by about two and a half minutes of silence. Okay. So that seems to be normal. You just stop and contemplate. Everybody kept very quiet. And then we knew that was over because Dave said, may the blessings be. Ah, yes. A thing they say a lot. Yeah. And there wasn't like a call and response. And also with you. Right. May the blessings be. But we would hear that a lot later at this thing we keep alluding to that we went to that it's very obvious what it was. Right. Um, <laughs> we would but hear, we're going to be coy. <laughs> we would hear may the blessings be a lot. And there's also like another version of it in a different language, but we'll get there. Oh, we'll blah, get blah, there. Blah, blah, blah. I was worried about you at this point. 
but I couldn't just pull out my phone and start texting. Sure. Like, oh, I was just at the wrong place. I was just getting my clothes dry cleaned at that point. I was like, I guess that's what we do here. Yeah, well, you know, you got to support local businesses. Yeah, so I just started stripping because I only had the clothes I had on. So started taking my clothes off and handing them over. But yeah, this whole us stopping at the same time was seen as a sign of us all being in line with the hue and its intelligence, its consciousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty harmless, lovely thought, even if perhaps not accurate. This seems to be another common theme is that uh, someone will talk about something they visualized. And it's a lot like someone telling a dream. Uh, this one guy was saying how he's tried really hard as an exercise to just let a vision come into his mind during these sessions and not try to manipulate it, not try to push it one way or the mm-hmm. other. So he was talking about, I think it was even a former hue or meditation where he had seen his own living room and then a dog came in. I assume his own dog. <gasps> okay, yeah. Okay, I'm I listening. Knew you'd want to hear this. And started singing the hue with him. Like it was kind of, <laughs> kind of howling, but it just turned into the hue. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly how I picture it. It put paws up on his leg and was singing Aww, along. I love that. And then he even clarified, yep, this was just my vision. So this didn't happen. His dog didn't actually do it, but still the dog gets full credit for this. And that's when you knocked. Ah, okay. So you did the same exact thing I did. You know, I did it in reverse. Silly you. You walked up to a a front door and you knocked on it. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Well, so actually, what's interesting about it is I came up to that back door first. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, and I kind of saw you guys in there, but I don't know. It felt like a back entrance and like it was just sort of inappropriate to jump in that way. Yeah. Oh, fair. So I thought, oh, formally go around to the front. So I did. And then uh, I think when I knocked, no one came and Dave came around and grabbed me and said, we come in through the back. It's like, oops, sorry, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're in no position to be irked by that. Right. Because all signs point, you know, they should put up a little sign that says, walk around the back. Sure. As soon as you knocked, the guy sitting next to the door said, it's your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, my friend, yes. Yes, she is a girl. And you started to sit on a one seat opposite the circle from me. Yeah. And the lady next to me got very concerned about this. Oh, no, no. She can come over here. There's an open seat next to him. And I was <laughs> it's like, okay. it's okay. It's okay. okay. We can sit apart. Now we can look at each other. Yeah. Be yeah. Better. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This is so embarrassing. You know, to come in and realize that you all had already done the thing. And and I know. I was like, oh, no. She missed out on the hue. I know. It was, I, I felt really embarrassed. But... At least I knew this guy will check his voicemail and he'll have like two voicemails from me. You know, I didn't just, you know, putz around. He'll see that you were doing due diligence. Yes. Due diligence. (laughs) Exactly. But very sweetly, he said, well, let's do a little short cue for our friend who just joined us. Oh, that's nice. Okay. I I just assumed that would have happened anyway. Oh, okay. No. Well, he at least said that. Well, we did a two minute cue and it was very much like the earlier cue. And were you struggling not to laugh like I was? Oh, I'm trying to remember okay. why. Was there someone doing the tone very strangely? Yes. So <laughs> That's always really fun. Everyone else in the room would be giving various versions of, you keep doing that. Because then this other guy would break in with a, you. <laughs> there's something, there's something to me just so funny about that. You. Totally. And Someone every who just t- can't match pitch. Every time he would get a new breath and just join in, yeah. 
Oh, so fun. I don't know why, but I had to really struggle. And it, and I'm sure any echist would tell you, well, the tone isn't what matters. You know, it's mm-hmm. the but, intent. But at the same time, you're in a group of 20 people. Of course, you're trying to match the pitch. Of course you are. So someone who can't, you're just like, oh, that poor soul. And I'm sure when they're recording their golden hue sounds for the app, they're tapping. They're like, hey, Kevin, yeah. maybe just hue internally this time. <laughs> Yeah, how do you how do you break that conversation? Yeah. And and Micah, uh, you know, we love your enthusiasm, but you know, could, yeah, let's just hue silent. Yeah, a silent hue is just as good. But we want you in the room because we need that energy, <laughs> that classic Kevin and Mike energy. Yeah. <laughs> There would be some of that at this very secret event that none of you will figure <laughs> out what it that. was. There was quite a bit of that, some of which I did intentionally, so really, as you'll maybe recall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which throws me off. So if any, yeah, I was if trying anything, to make Ross giggle. It was good that you were on the opposite side of the room, because we probably would have broken into a laughing yeah, fit. Yeah, probably. We had a may the blessings be at the end of that. Yep. Gotta have that may the blessings be. So then we got another kind of typical X story. This guy was talking about his truck and how it was breaking down. He just put a bunch of money into new tires and all these other things. Mm -hmm. And then it broke down on him and he had to take it in. And the repair guy was saying that it was going to cost $4,000 to fix, but it was only a $1,000 truck. Yeah, I've been there. I'm not sure how all this story is connected, but he gives us all these details and then says, okay, well, I got a new car. And so then I'm driving around and I'm kind of worried about all of this. And I look and I don't know, maybe it's just that the spirit controls your head. But I looked over and I saw a license plate that had the letters H-U. Whoa. And then I saw another license plate shortly thereafter and it said H-U-U. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. That was the story. Yeah. Listen, (laughs) that's very sweet. Mm -hmm. I think that's more a story about his mind talking to his mind than Mm -hmm. the universe talking to him. But it's nice that our mind gives us these little bits of comfort. And silver linings. And he silver found, linings. He found his silver lining. Yeah. It's such a quotidian story. Yeah. Boy. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of quotidian stories. Mm-hmm. But apparently that was the end of this meeting. They said, okay, let's go eat. That guy also was, oh, he reminded me of a guy at Al-Anon. I used to go to Al-Anon like years and years ago. And there was this one guy who would just give the longest stories and sort of monopolize the conversation with what was going on in his life. And the stories would have way too many details. And it was just like, okay, okay, let's wrap it up because there are another 20 people here. Mm-hmm. That guy had kind of that same Oh, but thing this is my on. chance, my chance right? to talk. So we immediately broke up in other conversations. Everybody wanted to know how we had found this because we were the new faces. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling one person, you were telling another person, we'd kind of shift around. I ran into this one guy who just wanted to talk about day jobs. And it just turned into one of those boring conversations where, oh, I have to kind of manage your misunderstandings about what I do and talk about it. Oh, because he was like, so you draw Sleeping Beauty. Yep. Uh Oh, that was totally that. Okay, (laughs) well, all right, let's unpack this. Oh, your wife works nearby. Okay, all right. So there was six minutes of that and thinking, please, someone rescue me. My friend Dennis, by the way, gave what I think is a pretty good description of your job 
back to me when I was describing it to him. He said, oh, so he's like the maitre d' of Disney. All right, I'll take it. I'm <laughs> not sure, but it's faster to say. Yeah, you should say sure. that. Yeah, everybody always wants me to describe what I do. I, I never quite feel the need to do so. But sure. uh, yeah, I work in the training department and we are responsible for creating a culture of learning mm-hmm. at Disney Animation Studios. So right. we put on lectures, we put on classes, we bring in experts. Ec- Experts. You should bring in some people from Mac. I don't know if I'll do that. <laughs> we set up film screenings, drawing workshops, stuff like that. I get to attend a lot of those film screenings. Yeah, good stuff. Become friends with Ross. You get a lot of free shit. <laughs> That's what I do. But yeah, I had to disabuse this guy of picturing me drawing Sleeping Beauty. Right. <laughs> So then, was that the guy who kind of intercepted you near the kitchen? No, he was still in the circle. I didn't even leave oh, the circle. Oh, okay. But, all right, I'm going to use real names here because this was interesting. His name was Rob. Okay. Uh, Ross, Rob, Ross. Uh-huh. And then I went toward the kitchen because everyone was, was going to eat food. And I ran into Ron. Oh, wow. Uh, and I spend the rest of the evening with Ron because oh, wow. he was okay. fascinating. Oh, he was the guy who had been in act since like the 70s. 1967. Holy shit. Yeah, he knew Paul Twitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet he did because Paul gave his first public lectures in, I think, 66. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I've always seen 65 as the date of founding of the religion. Right, but I think his first like big lectures were in 66 in Las Vegas. So Ron was in on the ground floor and he had lots of good information. Oh, we got to talk to Ron. Yeah, well, you came and joined me after a while. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember him totally. And his wife was not an echist, if I recall correctly. Oh, no, she definitely was. Or wasn't initially? No, she she just wasn't there that night, but she's actually very involved in Eck and Carr. Oh, okay. And he and his wife were the first Eck marriage. Oh, that's what I'm remembering. Yes. Someone else was telling me about their spouse not being an Eckist, but yeah, they were the one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, super cool. And yeah, he seemed like a real chill guy. And I thought, oh, good. This is someone who's interested in sharing information. So yeah, he was telling me some stories, kind of how he got started. He had done a bit of soul travel a.k.a. astral travel. A.k.a. lucid dreaming. A.k.a. what was that term? Unfolding? Sure. That's one of the more interesting ones I've read. A.k.a. out-of-body experience? No, I just want to keep a.k.a. (laughs) And so he was telling me a bit about that and then how he had discovered under his first influence with Ekankar his past lives Mm. and how that was a real eye-opener for him. Yeah. Yeah, well, super cool. And he said that Paul Twitchell was just such a charismatic person. Okay. Carrie was playing Paul Twitchell lectures as I came over to visit tonight. Not a charismatic speaker. May have been a charismatic person, but boy, oh boy. Yeah. Real dry delivery. Would not guess it from listening to the recording. I've now read a lot of his writing too, and it's much more esoteric and sort of intentionally convoluted or feels intentional Mm -hmm. than Shree Harold's. Interesting. Yeah, well, and Ron was kind of comparing the difference in their two relative styles, saying that with Paul, everything was just so fast. Everything was on this like rapid scale. Mm -hmm. It was expanding. They were having spiritual initiations Mm -hmm. every six months, he said, something like that, where people would be just making quick advancements within the ranks of Ekankar. So that was a thing that he told me about that I hadn't heard of yet, is that there are initiations. Oh, you didn't know? Okay, yeah. We talked about that at our Ek temple visit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess sometime within the first year of your membership in Ekankar, you have your first initiation. And you may not know about it, but it will happen. And it'll be in your dream state when you're traveling on one of these other planes. The Mahanta will come to you. 
And yeah, at some point I used the phrase Mahanta and he's like, oh, look at you. Wow, you're learning very fast. <laughs> Were you like, uh, excuse me, let's talk about the Mahat line. Because I didn't get a laugh out of this the first time. <laughs> look, I need to make this Mahat line work for me. You don't come up with these ideas every day. <laughs> then he was mentioning that the second initiation comes at the end of your second year as an Ek member. And yeah. they'll send you a pink sheet. Yes. Okay. So yeah, this is all this. in the initial book that you get when you become a member. Welcome to the Wonderful World of Eck, your membership guidebook by Harold Klemp, which I've read. It's a very quick read if you want to take a look. Oh, um, wait a second. Do you that, have this one? That's the one they just sent me in the mail today. Aha. Okay. Wait, wait how did you get that one? You know, I think, see, I went to this very secret thing in Minneapolis yeah. that I just couldn't possibly tell you what I it hope was. you'll tell me about it someday. <laughs> and uh, don't worry, it will take me several weeks to tell you about it. <laughs> and they gave me one there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, here we go. Just as I was leaving today, Kara said, wait, wait, wait. You got something from Ekinkar. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, this is like a two-hour read. It's very quick. Welcome to the wonderful world of Ek! Exclamation mark. But yeah, I think they should send you this first. Your membership guidebook. This really gives you all the intro stuff that we kind of had to piece together. Uh, the first book they gave me is the A easy Hoot. Easy Way. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to tell you all about that book. This one? Yes. Yes. Uh, I haven't started yet. I, You know, I taught you the Easy Way method. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been doing that. But oh, good. I, but yeah, I haven't gotten into the book much yet because I have... Ugh, I probably have 20 Eck books right now. There's so much Eck literature. I was talking to Ron about that, and I was mentioning that I had just purchased the Shariat Ki Sukhmad Mm -hmm. on my phone. Our holy book. Yes, yeah, their their scripture. And he immediately responded with a, oh, well, that's a... That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, essentially, you've really bitten off more than anyone would want to chew. I mean, it's like, it's basically Joseph Smith doing his, you know, oh, I'm trying to mimic the The sound of the King James version. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I have dove into reading that and I'm maybe 13% of the way through it. It is a heavy book. And every time I think about reading it, I'm like, ugh. Maybe I can read something else. Yeah, sure. So I kind of put it off. Uh, but yeah, he was saying, oh, that's maybe not the best one to start with. And he had his own recommendation. Shoot, I'm not remembering right now which one he said. But, you know, I think everybody has their own little recommended Eck book. Yeah, well, I mean. Recommendation. It should just be Welcome to the Wonderful World of Eck. Like, that's. Okay. Oh, I'm glad I just received me. that today. Yeah, because it's just the most basic. I wouldn't say you read this and you're like, wow, there's a lot of quotable wisdom or anything like that. But it's just like, here's the structure of Eck. Here's what you can expect. It's, you know, it's like reading their version of the Wikipedia page for themselves. Oh, interesting. Uh, I feel like uh, I've put very little effort into procuring Eck literature, and yet I have a ton. Okay. I no. bought quite a bit in Minneapolis at this thing I can't talk about. Yeah, and if I have a ton, then you have many tons. You've yeah. collected a lot of Eck literature. So we'll be telling you about some of that. Yes, we will. Anyway, so he was impressed I had dived right into the Shariat Ki Sukhmad. What else was I going to say about the uh, second initiation? I guess that's it. It's essentially, that's performed by a mature, seasoned Eckist. Right. So not a chela, because you and I are chelas. Mm, learners. Um, oh, wait. Maybe an, it's an a, 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 a hata. A hata. A ha. A ha. And uh, there are so many little words, you guys. What are they called? I think it's a hata. A harada. There's an extra syllable in there somewhere. Arahata. That's it. Arahata. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, if you're an ek arahata, that means that you're someone who shares ek with others. Oh, I, yep. Later on, I'll attend a meeting specifically about being an arahata. Okay. Yeah, okay, so here we go. This is from Welcome to the Wonderful World of Ek. What is an Ek Satsang class? A Satsang class is a spiritual forum for Ek members led by an Arahata, a teacher of Ek classes, to explore the Ek discourses together. So, yeah, it's someone who's high enough up to teach. I don't feel that they're above giving you a definitive definition for a term and then later on giving you a different definitive definition for that mm. same term. Mm -hmm. I feel like both Ek and Hugh have gotten multiple definitions. Sure. Well, do without what you will. Do what thou wilt. It shall be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. Amen. Amen. Oh, and while I have the blessings be. Jewel is the service in the rock of attainment. <laughs> We've got service so is the jewel in the rock of attainment. What did I say? Jewel is the service. Oh. <laughs> you were talking about the singer Jewel. <laughs> the singer Jewel is the service in the rock of attainment. It's true. It is true. Yeah. That makes as much sense. You remember me. We've got... S I was meant for you. I haven't thought about that in so long. I go about my business. I'm doing fine. Really? Yeah. Love you're bringing, Jewel. You're bringing the 90s back. What would I say if I had you on the line? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really the like same her old weird story, voice. Not much to say. much to say. Hearts are broken, broken every day. day. You got me to the one part that I could actually remember okay. lyrics of. What Let were we saying? <laughs> Let's go back. You just keep doing that. That's so, a different song on that album. I <laughs> since I it's a good album. Since I had Ron there, I figured I would ask him, do you know who made that X symbol? Right. You've been around. This is important. I asked many other people subsequent to this. <laughs> this is such a Ross thing. I would never think. I want to know this. who designed that yeah, label. No, I mean, you're an artist. That's why. It's just my brain. wouldn't. I'm just like, hey, look at that. All right, moving on. He had no idea. But we had a listener who wrote in. Yes. Who prefers to remain nameless. Okay. Uh, but he was raised in Ekankar. Okay. And he said that he knew on some level, okay, yes, I was in a cult. But at the same time, he has a- Oh, he considers it a cult. Yeah, he used that phrase. Okay. No, no commentary for me on that just yet. But uh, he said, but they're so benign. You know, uh -huh. Like they're not actively brainwashing people. They give everyone a lot of free choice mm -hmm. in the matter. They're not actively proselytizing. Actively proselytizing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he was able to chime in on the Ek yeah. logo designer. I knew you would be. When that email came in, I was like, oh, Ross will be so happy. Oh, I was super happy. And he said when he saw that we had released an episode, his heart dropped. Oh, He was buddy. so worried. Like, oh, no. I was hoping they would never find Ekankar. But, but he, now he seems to be doing okay he with said, it. Yeah, yeah, and he said that at least in our first episode, we didn't butcher anything. We good. so far treating it okay. So that's good. Anyway, so he actually knew Helen Baird. Yeah. And she was the designer of the X symbol. One of the first Ekkas to work alongside Paul Twitchell, he said. Uh, and she had a lot to do with developing the look of Ekankar. I wonder if she's still alive. She is not. Oh, she's not. He went to her memorial. But Got it. she lived a long time, though. I think she was in her 90s. Nice. Okay. Anyway, she uh, also was the first to visualize all of the Ek Masters. We have all those lovely portraits of them now. Yeah. But she was the first to, I guess, draw them or paint them. Oh, cool. They've gone through multiple revisions. Okay. I think Gladys mentioned at the tour. But yeah, pretty cool. Helen Baird. Gladys is a liar, though. 
No, that's from the game. That's from oh, Portal. from Portal. The Gladys in Portal is a liar, though, everybody. Yeah, Carrie didn't buy Gladys's shtick for a moment. No, I didn't, and I'm proud to say I was right not to. <laughs> you hate that robot. Yeah. I mean, she is sadistic. She's a liar. But it's, I see that it's more of as a funny thing. But uh-huh. I mean, she is. Well, it is a funny thing. I'm playing along with the funny thing. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Carrie played Portal, everybody. Yes, I did. You can see it on, well, we'll, what will we do with it? I'll put it on YouTube. Yeah, I still have to kind of edit it together. We're having connection issues, so I have to grab the different clips and pull them together. I've been working on it. It's a little... Tedious. Yeah, it's a little more work than it should have been, but it went well. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Got through the game. I got a cake out of it. The cake was a truth. Yeah, it's true. Um, In my case. I think it's about to expire from Twitch. So we'll get it up on YouTube. Anyways, Helen Baird, hero to humanity, designed the Ek logo. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hero, no, uh-huh. And she was the humanity. first to illustrate Fubi Kwans. Yeah, oh man. Think about that, Fubi Carrie. Kwans. What have you done for the world? Oh, okay, wow. Have I, you drawn I, Fubi um, Kwans? No. <laughs> uh, that's no it's okay. I could. You, you don't need to justify your existence, <laughs> Carrie. You're doing fine. Well... I think we'll learn later that the illustrations for Eck can really span the gamut <laughs> of quality. There will be a particular illustration in a particular book. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I've got to say, though, at least Eck and Card does really inspire people to create art. That's true. That, yeah. That is good. And that, boy, we will see a lot of art going on as this investigation continues. I also asked Ron, why just the E and the K in the logo? Yeah, okay. What and he, he said, say? yeah, I think his attitude was essentially, oh, you know, it means the same thing. So you can also represent the sound as E-K. It's oh, still It's okay. still Eck. We don't but use that. But the sound in, is Hugh. Well, the sound of right, the light the and sound. Okay. The essence of God. Right, okay. Uh, but not God itself, that's Sukhmad. Oh, there's right. so many terms. Yeah. Anyways, it didn't seem like it was a big problem for him. But he right. said, the circle is important. And then he didn't explain oh. the circle. Okay. And I didn't call him on it because we got carried off on some other the circle is important. piece of the conversation. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, he was telling me lots of other stories, typical Ekankar stories where you talk about someone else that you shared Ekankar with. He mentioned there being some guy that he was working with that was... A young man of ill repute, you know, he would be smoking marijuana. I don't know what he was doing that this guy felt was unsavory. But this young man had seen the Ekankar bumper sticker on Ron's car. Right. And had asked him about this. Yeah, I think you were there for that Yes, story. I was, yeah. And he said, so what's this Ekankar thing? And Ron just said, oh, it's uh, the ancient science of soul travel. And then <sighs> turned and walked away. And so then the guy asked him, a few weeks later wait so tell me about this Ekankar thing oh it's the ancient science of soul travel shift pivot and the guy mm-hmm. said that's very rude of you why don't you tell me more about your why aren't you trying to proselytize oh. to me essentially <laughs> and Ron said well if you want to learn more you can read books I've got them in my locker right and then the guy said well I know I've looked in your locker and I <laughs> was trying to read them yeah okay and it didn't make any sense to me so yeah wow or he just admitted like you broke into my locker broke into his locker strange uh but didn't that guy end up like being really into it I don't feel the story ended up with and now he's a and that man Shri Harold Clemp <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, yeah, I'm not sure what quite the conclusion was there, but at least yeah. it was, here's a method to get people interested. You throw a bomb like that, you know, the ancient science of soul travel and we'll walk away, see right. what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember getting the impression, and maybe this is unfair of me, but I remember getting the impression that he just didn't want to talk to that guy. Like he had written him off as like not a worthy conversation partner. Right. And then had to be like, oh, wait, okay, you're interested in my religion. Yeah. And uh, then he was supportive of it. Yeah. You know, uh, contact me if you got more questions. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I liked Ron. He felt like a really genial person mm-hmm. willing to share. He, he did mention... Again, being in the early days out in California before uh, Ekankar moved out to Minnesota and how, you know, Sri Harold came in. He had this very different style and and much slower and everything became Mm -hmm. more codified and turned into more of a legitimate organization, he was saying. I see we've skipped over the 10 years that Sri Darwin Gross was leading this whole operation. But he made that gap clear kind of in how he was describing all this. And I said, oh, so uh, who was the second person? Because he mentioned there have been three so far, Uh three Mahantas so far. And he said, I'm oh, yeah, make you say his name. I did. And he did. He said, oh, yeah, a guy named Darwin Gross. And he had kind of the typical echist response. You know, it just shows you that someone really can fall from the heights. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, he had his own thing going for him. He had his own positive benefits. And, you know, I still see him out there. Ron was saying on the Web, you know, he's got his own thing going now, some separate thing. Though he's dead, he died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if Ron's aware of that. Yeah, but okay. He seemed to be aware that he founded his own yeah. split off religion. So he founded a thing called Atom. A T O M. But Ron didn't seem bitter towards him at all. No, that's good. I haven't sensed any like outright anger, upset from any echis I've talked to when referring to Darwin Gross. Usually, it's I just did. A, oh, at you my, did at my my tour at the temple. That oh. woman, I think, really didn't like Darwin, but others have been more temperate about it. So, if you're pro Darwin Gross, would you be a Darwinian? <laughs> I guess you'd have to be, hmm. or you'd have to be gross. <laughs> you said gross. Yeah, I did. Also interesting about Darwin Gross, Mm -hmm. a singer and songwriter. Yes. A couple listeners sent along a song that he sang. And it is so my bag. It's delightful. Oh, my God. It's right in that period of music where you always had like a chorus backing you up being like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it belongs in... A Disney film. Yeah, it belongs in Bambi. It from belongs the in 50s. Forever Darling by Lucy and Desi. Essentially, uh, kind of a Bing Crosby sort of feel. Okay. Sort of that era. Yeah. Oh, God, I loved it. Actually, so I have a book right here. Here it is. I'm all, Those sounds, that's me going through my many Eck books. This book, My Eck Master Affair by Bernadine Berlin. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Yeah, well, it's not something they sell. I recognize Darwin Gross there on the cover Mm -hmm. with a sweater kind of slung over his shoulder. He's very cool. So this is by the woman who served as his personal assistant. And it's about just, you know. Oh, you got a picture of her on the back? Yeah, there she is. Lovely lady. Oh, yeah. She served as his assistant and how amazing he is. She wrote a second book about him called Hero. Whoa. Yeah, she is in deep. And this was written while he was still in good graces with Ekankar? I think he was just about 
to Fallout. Okay. Let's see. So this was 1982. Man, it's funny because, you know, I'm reading it through her eyes, right? She's writing the story. So you'd think he would come off as very angelic, you know. You'd yeah. think it would be a very positive portrait. And you can tell that she intends that, but still she has to relate these stories where he is such a jerk that you get real x-ray vision about it and you can see right through any oh, wow. positivity layered on top of it. X-ray. The most obvious example being there's a story where oh, she... Is this the car one? Yes. Oh, yeah, so good. So she's driving a car. He's in the passenger seat and he would basically tell her he was driving the car because he's the Eckmaster. So she needs to do whatever he says. And so she's driving, she's driving, someone's in the back seat, and Darwin is leaning over and looking at the back seat and talking to this person behind them. And hey, if you're actually driving the car, watch the road, buddy. Watch the freaking road. Okay, so she's driving, she's driving, she she sees that she's headed toward a literal cliff, (laughs) and that the road turns off to the right so the obvious thing to do would be follow the road and turn to the right but she knew that darwin likes to be in control so much that she can't do that without his okay so she's telling this story and she's like i'm headed toward the cliff and i think okay i'm here with the living Eckmaster. he will tell me what to do and if we go off this cliff then so be it We will probably fly into the atmosphere and he will save us. No problem. How many people have died with that sensation? What sensation? I'm going to walk into this lion's den and I read in the Bible, God's going to save me. Oh, the lions are killing me now. Whoopsie doodle. They die die with that assurance. Yeah. Uh. So she's headed toward the cliff. And also, I think she was also speeding. She mentioned a couple times that he loved to speed. So I think he had made her really put the pedal to the metal. So she's speeding toward a cliff. He's not looking. And then finally, the last second, he's like, turn right! So she does. And everything's okay. And she relates this story as if we're supposed to be impressed. Yeah, what is the takeaway lesson here? Yeah, he knew at the last second to turn right. Well, I could have told you that, Bernadine. Right. And you're not a living act master. But am I? Well, you could be if you choose to incarnate as a male in the future. I think I'm going to start telling them I'm the new living act master and see what happens. Yeah, write them in. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Maybe I'll write one of those letters to Harold and be like, hey, what's up? Just FYI, I'm the new living Eck master. Can I have the rod of Eck? Love, Carrie. Wow, what a story. Yeah, it seems like Darwin Gross was a real character. And it always fascinates me when you have this initial charismatic figure who starts a religion mm-hmm. and then someone else with their own brand of charisma who follows them. Mm-hmm. A Brigham Young to Joseph yeah. Smith, mm-hmm. uh, David Miscavige, Miscavige yeah. to L. Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like you had that there with Darwin Gross following up on Paul Twishel's work. It's interesting, too, that then you get Shree Harold, who seems a lot more soft-spoken, slow to act, you know, right. contemplative. Do- doesn't seem like someone who plays a ruthless power game. Right. Doesn't seem that way. I'm, I'm sure people inside could tell us more. But yeah, it seems like it's also always the way, right? The first person who founds it has to really have some stuff to say and want to get everything done really quickly and make huge promises because otherwise, how do you stand out among all these claims there are? Huge. <laughs> right. But then once you get 
gain power and you have a lot of membership, you mm-hmm. kind of have to pull it back a little bit because now right. it's like, oh, we got to keep things as they are. We want to keep our stasis. Um, okay, you know, you can be a little cooler about our tenants. We're going to kind of ignore some of the things the original founder said. Yeah, right. And yeah. we definitely see that happening here. Yep. Pruning Paul Twitchell's writing. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's fascinating. That transition. And most, I would say, religions don't survive that process. But, I mean, even Christianity, I think, like, you can see that, you know? Oh, yeah. And oh. There, there were so many early strains of it that died out. Totally. And OG Jesus was like, I mean, there are some really great things Jesus said, but there are also some really wild stuff in that story. Yeah. And instead, we're just like, no, this whole thing was love. We're just going to focus on the love bit. Right, right. Yeah. Not the, uh, I came to bring the sword. Right. Or it came to separate families or die fig tree, die. The fig tree story is always the one that sticks out to me. Just like that makes me think like, okay, may have been a cool dude mostly, but this is your friend who's like pretty erratic and you know to take everything they say with a grain of salt because one time you saw them yell at a fig tree. But in his good moods, he's yeah, a good dude. right. So I could have easily spent the whole night just talking to Ron. Mm-hmm. We were getting lots of good information from him. But then it was 8.30 and they wanted to get us all out of there. And I hadn't even been to the kitchen. Oh, I had. I had some fruit. There were a lot of vitamins in that kitchen. Yeah, well, I think they have their it own. makes sense now that I've looked at their website. Yeah, I think they have their own either proprietary vitamin mix or it's like an MLM situation where they've bought a lot from the same brand. A bunch of Beth plements. Right, <laughs> right. But there were so many vitamins and then a bunch of healthy food that, you know, we could snack on. So I had some, I think I had strawberries and blueberries i might have gotten a strawberry as well all right but they they apologized to me (laughs) oh i'm sorry it all ran out i said no no i got what i came here for oh nice i bet they liked that (laughs) and uh yeah and then we we wandered off into the night that was the end of our sound of soul this was also pretty near pie hop wasn't it yeah in that neighborhood yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so go back to our pie hop episode if you dare but you know what ross i don't i don't know what i loved this night i really did but i don't know if i loved it as much as i love brushing my teeth oh i mean i love brushing my teeth so much i do it at least twice a day yeah me too i like to keep my hygiene good i just went to the dentist that's a good yesterday. idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what they said? Looks like you've been using a good toothbrush. Actually, yeah. They said, uh, hey, good job. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, hey. Which was the first time in a while. The, so a dentist hey. has said that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because hey. I have pretty shit teeth, you guys. All right. I have well. to really fight to keep them nice. We'll take good news as we can get it. But I think it's so good because I have a Quip toothbrush. I have a Quip toothbrush as well. And uh, it's it's a fantastic toothbrush. I like it. I I realized the other day, like, oh, I guess I've just permanently made the transition to an electric toothbrush now. Nice. Because I was thinking about cleaning something, and I thought, oh, I can use that other toothbrush to scrub that. Oh, yeah, I feel like I don't need that anymore. Oh, right. Yeah, nice. And I never pictured myself as an electric toothbrush kind of (laughs) guy. I never pictured myself as any kind of toothbrush kind of person, but... I, I don't know. I like. I feel like I like simpler things. Oh, okay. And, you know, don't want to make a big environmental impact. Mm-hmm. But I like that Quip has such a minimal silhouette mm-hmm. profile. That's the word I was looking for. And yeah, the battery lasts forever. A long time. Yeah. And, you know, it's time for spring cleaning, Ross, because it is spring. And Quip's got an easy way to start with your brushing habits. 
That's right. They even have a new brush for kids. And it's the same as the original version, but just tweaked down for small mouths to help them develop a grown-up routine without childish gimmicks. Yeah, it's got kid-friendly features like a small brush head, watermelon anti-cavity toothpaste, and a rubber grip handle in colors little ones will love. And the brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. So you can join the over one million happy, healthy mouths that love Quip. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash oh no right now, you can get your first refill pack free. Whoa, that's your first refill pack for free at getquip dot com slash oh no. You know what else I personally use all the time? Sunglasses. My well, I don't use my sunglasses every day, but I use my prescription regular glasses every single day. And you know where they're from? Warby Parker. Warby Parker. That's where all the cool kids get their glasses. We all know it. We all love them. Those are my regular sunglasses, which I don't use every day, but I use many days. There you go. And Ono, Ross, and Carrie is brought to you in part by Warby Parker. Their glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Those lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings as well. And blue light filtering lenses are also now available for those of you sitting in front of a screen a lot. Interesting. Interesting. I've started using that a lot more on my phone and computer, making sure that they are not shining a bunch of blue light at me. Nice. In the evenings and early morning. Because that, what does it do? It makes it hard for you to sleep. Yeah, it kind of breaks your circadian rhythms. Okay. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Oh, I love that sort of thing. Do you have an iPhone X? Make sure to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on eyeglasses using your phone. God, what a time to be alive. Are you supposed to say the X or 10, iPhone 10? I assume it's X. Because I have the... 10s max so yeah iphone 10 sorry yeah uh two of my favorite glasses are from warby parker and i wear them pretty much every day especially when i'm driving eyes on the road carrie eyes on the road none of this racing towards a cliff nonsense exactly and if darwin gross were in my passenger seat i would definitely wear my warby parkers so check out warby parker's free home try on program (laughs) you get to order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days and there's no obligation to buy ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label head to warbyparker.com slash oh no to order your free home try-ons today help your favorite podcasters get credit for it well that's it for our show our theme music is by brian keith dalton our administrative manager is ian kramer you can support us by going to maximumfund.org slash donate and giving us all your money you can also maybe write us a positive review on itunes tell people you like the show yeah that would be so nice or write us a negative review on a piece of paper put it in your pocket and know that you honored yourself yeah yeah or you can recycle that note hey there you go make sure it goes back into post-consumer yeah there you go products (laughs) you can also find lots of pictures and articles and all kinds of interesting things at facebook.com forward slash on rec or maybe you want to follow us on twitter at ono podcast we talk to people there carrie does yeah I occasionally peek in. I think Ross does more work on Facebook and I do more work on Twitter. So there you go. And then Carrie forwards me things from Twitter. Sometimes wonderful and sometimes makes me glad I'm not on Twitter. (laughs) Yep. Well, likewise with Facebook, but yeah. Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. The internet, it can bring out the best and the worst. But you know what? 
most of you are the best and thank you we really appreciate all of you wonderful people out there and all the interactions uh, it's awesome so yeah come uh, interact with us in those places and if you're interested in coming to one of our live shows we've got a few very exciting ones coming yeah. up including i think i can now announce this at our bootleg show in los angeles yes. on May 21st, we have two very exciting guests. We have Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah. And the incredible Natalie Palomides of Hidden Mickeys and Powerpuff Girls fame. And some other other fun guests coming. We're going to do some very fun stuff there. And listen, I don't want to say too much, but we might have the Candy Crushers. Now I know you're all what you're all thinking. We know exactly who that is. We don't need it explained, so I won't. Uh, yeah, if you are anywhere within driving distance of Los Angeles, you're going to want to be at this show on May 21st. Coming up soon, so get your tickets. And you can find all our future dates at carrypoppy.horse. That's right. That also includes Nashville. That also includes Dallas. That also includes... Austin. Austin. That's right. And remember, in the angelic voice of Darwin Gross... I'd like to pass on the feeling of great joy I found in Eckenkar For those who have ears to hear For I too have had a longing deep inside Never knowing where to hide For one day up the next day down No longer am I tied to this earth world its troubles or woe I have no fear of death no more Since on the path of egg Greater is he that ruleth his own spirit Than taketh a city For inward rulership is the mastery of the masters This too can be yours For those at the grassroots and those in doubt Who just don't understand Let your ears hear these few words Give no thought of where you are For the Master is always with you For in soul you can be free Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. 
Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.